We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Left. Saw an interesting list of the top returning running backs in the nation. Aldrich Estimate came in at number 17. Damn. Logan Diggs was at 41. Yeah. First of all, your thoughts on Aldrich Estimate being ranked 17. The only way I see that is because it's a running back by committee. If we gave Audrey the ball, like he, like if he was at Wisconsin or something, he'll probably be top 10, top five going into the year. And then Logan Diggs, you know, with less carries, being injured, and then, you know, splashing here and there. I didn't know there was 41 dudes they thought were better. Because that means there's 40 teams of 40 dudes that they think, you know. Well, so, maybe they maybe they gave him the Lamar Jackson treatment, you know, since he didn't have a home and he wasn't connected to Notre Dame anymore. Maybe they dropped him a little a bit. Agent, you're 40. <laughs> right, right. If you were at Notre Dame, we would have put you right behind Algic. But since you're a free agent, you're in the portal. Yeah, you instantly put you in the 40s. <laughs> I just don't see Audrey Estimate being outside the top 10 no. as far as national running backs. Not this not, year. Not, not this year. Because this, this is the year he get drafted, right? Yeah. His third year. Yeah. Limit the amount of carries on his body. Three years. Go to the lead. You know? As a running back, third, fourth round pick is very solid. The way running backs are slated. No, seriously. You know, it takes a very special individual like Bijan to sneak into that first round. Audrey Estimate is no Bijan, but he's definitely an NFL running back. So he's top 10, in my opinion. My question for you, Left, with Logan Diggs leaving, how tempted would you be as a staff? to increase Aldrich Estime's workload rather than sticking with what Dylan McCullough has set up with running back by committee. 
Unfortunately, you got to be running back to my committee because as an offense, we need to throw the ball more. So if anything, with Logan leaving, it does open the opportunity to get more carries as you're, you know, less guys that are prepared to play day one. And you can space out some of that time where instead of using three or four guys, you use two guys. And if we're running in a more effective way and not a, a volume way, I think you can see bigger plays come from those guys, especially if it's a two-man rotation instead of a three- or four-man rotation. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. But we need to be passing more. So I think that's it goes to how it aligns with recruiting. You got Sam Hartman because you're trying not to run more. Yeah. You know, you can keep Tyler Buckner, Andrew Pond. I wouldn't even be venturing for another quarterback if we're looking to lean on Aldrich being the, the key to going to the championship. I think we watched the Michigan twice for two years now get all the way there and fall short because they can't throw it well. So I think with us. We took that advice and said, let's get us a guy that can throw it well. We know we can run it well. And we see how go how far we go with that. And we'll see. This is this is me talking about watching them up close and personal. I think people get a misperception or get the wrong perception of Aldrich Estimate because of the way he was used by Tommy Reese. 
Will Cease, I think, an underrated college back, but I don't know how he's going to do in the NFL with trying to bully them big boys. Audrey Estimate might have the best feet in the room. The, the, the first thing that jumped out to me the first time I saw him in camp, as a, I'm like, yo, this big dude has great feet. Right. That's what made Jerome Bettis different. It wasn't the fact that he was running people over. He was a big dude with great feet that could get in and out of holes and then punish people. All you estimate is the exact same way. He has great feet, man. Great he feet. Is, he still runs stiff, though, if that he makes does. sense. If, if but that what, helps sense. Him, <laughs> what helps him, if he goes to a system where they put him in a system where they spread the ball, he's yes. going to be successful. Yes. It would be great, yes. If, they, if he went to the Philadelphia Eagles, he'll be really good. He would be great. Because they would spread teams out, and he has the feet to be able to run inside and bounce the ball outside. Now, if you're going to line up two tight ends in the NFL, but he's athletic and nimble enough to be able to do both in the right system. Put him next to Justin Fields. I'll take him. Yeah. I'll take him. Now, see, the Titans might not be the right system because the way they run Derrick Henry, I don't think he's as fast as Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry kind of runs straight up like him, though, left. Yeah, but Derrick Henry is 6'2". <laughs> A freaking, yeah, that's... Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's just like, come on. Derrick Henry is one of one. Yes, he's definitely one of every in every aspect. Because you don't even drive, you wouldn't even drive to running back. They don't even drive running backs like Dan Henry anymore. Yeah. They drive Jameer Gibbs. Think about the evolution yeah. of Alabama's running backs: Derrick Henry, Bo Scarborough, these giant individuals, and then you get a, a Gibbs. Oh, well, Eddie Lacy, Eddie Lacy, monster. Yeah, like. When I saw that dude run over Manti in the championship game, I was like, oh. And he was bigger than Manti, and that was the running back. And that was the running back. <laughs> not, only was yeah, he bro. Bigger, not only was he bigger, he was faster than Manti. So when you talk about Mark Ingram, you're talking about Mark Ingram, you're talking about uh, Mark Josh, Ingram Jay, Josh like, Jacobs. Oh, yeah, these dudes are, yeah, come on. But I would say Mark Ingram is more like Audrey, maybe less of Maybe Audrey's a little less elusive. But, I mean, that's the era which Audrey would be really, really, I think, more highlighted and more respected in. Yeah. During that era. But even in our own running back room, you got an Audrey and you got a Chris Tyree. Two totally different types of running backs in the same room, but you know the era in which they, which we're playing football these days, fits more Chris Tyree. Mm. Yeah, Audrey has great feet, but that he just so wow as a space runner. What is the yin and yang between Estime and Sam Hartman? That I so think we, that, we can talk about difference makers now. Like, is this is Audrey Estime a difference maker for you? 
Aldrich Estime is like a the, the calming rock in the storm, you know. I think that when in doubt, give it out to Aldrich. And he's going to settle the offense down because just like Joel Embiid, the Celtics want to run up and down the court. But when the Sixers get on offense, they're going to throw it to Embiid in low post. They're going to get fouled. They're going to shoot free throws. They're going to slow down because they can't do nothing with it. So I think that's more what Aldrich is for us. It's like, yeah, we may be in this game with USC, and it's going to be a high-flying shootout. But the one thing we know we can do is put our head down and run that football for three, four yards at a time. I think that's a great dynamic to have because you can also be in situations where you just have a Sam, where if we don't win the shootout, there's no way of else of getting back to the basics. There's no way else of finishing the game strong or running the clock out, playing with time management than when you get Aldrich because you can do all those things. With Sam, you're trying to fast break. You're trying to put up threes like the Warriors, right? Trying to get downfield, trying to score a lot of points. Like the Kings, you trying to be fast break, which we didn't have with Drew. So we were a half court offense, you know, setting motions and picking rolls and the stuff the Lakers do. <laughs> but now we got Sam Hartman. We like, okay, we can turn the heat up. We can go get us 40 points if we need to. But if, it, if it's a closed game and we up and we need to seal the game and burn some clock off, we can do that now because we got Aldrich. He's going to fall for it for four or three yards at a time. So now we don't have to keep scoring to win games. We can get up and we can use Aldrich as a means of keeping the distance, keeping them away, keeping them at bay, which is a great dynamic and balance for what we didn't have last year. So – is he a difference maker for you? Which one? Sam, Aldrich. yes. Aldrick. Sam, Aldrich. yes. Aldrick, no. Sam, yes. Aldrick, yes. For okay. different contrasting reasons that both help. Aldrick can help us have a foundation, kill some clock, give us a, a different change of pace. We can run our stuff. We can slow it. We can keep a guy off the field like a Caleb Williams. Keep a guy off the field like a Kyle McCord. You know, because we can run that football first down. We can keep it second and short, third and short when you have a guy like Audrey. Having a guy like Sam and why he's impactful is because it's like, okay, we got to score three touchdowns to get back in, three touchdowns to create a lead. We got to score quick, maybe take some shots down the field, try to create some separation. We can do that with the ability for him to throw the football with the offense that we put together. I want you to do something. Like, explain to Notre Dame fans now that it is Sam Hartman's offense. If you are Sam Hartman left, what are you telling Jared Parker? This is what I want to run. That's going to help out the running backs and give me opportunity to take advantage of the safeties and the linebackers. 
Like, because now you felt like the offense, based upon what Jared Parker said, you said it. When he met with the media, you said, what are we running? Are we running this? Are we running that? You're talking about three, four different systems. Now you feel like that was because he had two different styles of quarterbacks. With Sam Hartman at the helm now and no Tyler Buckner, how is this going to come together? And what is Sam telling him on the fishing banks? What is he telling Mark Freeman on the fishing banks? This is what I think we can really do, and this is the best thing for us passing it game. Well, I mean, I'm sure that that's more situational based on things that come up during the season, like there's a game plan issue or something. Uh, for Sam, it's really just a matter of putting it all together and being in a position where you're supported and trusted by your coaches like Marcus Freeman. I'm working on, look, if I don't play good in the beginning, can I trust that you're going to stick with me? We're going to get through this. We're going to work work together as a team because, you know, Sam's a reflection of, you know, a lot of what Marcus Freeman is doing of this program from a recruiting standpoint to a development standpoint to winning. You know, there's a lot of onus in a relationship between Sam and Marcus Freeman. So naturally, I think that they're both interested in making this work and interested in doing what it takes for each other to, uh, to, to make that, that connection happen. But, you know, Sam winning the QB battle was good enough for Marcus to to move on to that next step. And for Sam to go to Gerard Parker is more like, okay, we can take less time trying to make it convenient for everybody and we can try some things that maybe I was really successful with that other quarterbacks may not have been, but we don't have to worry about that. You know what I mean? I don't have to worry about what Tyler's comfortable with. And you don't have to worry about trying to find plays that both of us can run. You can just focus on what I'll do best. Difference maker at wide receiver. Do we have one? I don't know yet, to be honest. You're taking the wait-and-see approach? Definitely taking the wait-and-see approach just because (sighs) – we had one receiver named Charlie Jones outgain our entire room. <laughs> one guy. And he got drafted, what, fifth, sixth round? Fourth round. Fourth round receiver had more production than our entire eight, nine deep receiver room. He's probably going to eat with your Beagles, though. Oh, you know he is. We tried to do that with Jordan Shipley, you know. Give, make us a little uh, Midwest Cooper Cup, it ain't work out. But with him, it might, you know. Yeah. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Subscribe on YouTube, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. All of our great content. Home of the misguided passion, you already know we spin it different. Do you consider the offensive line a difference maker totally, or do you consider the two tackles difference makers individually? Definitely think it's a collective effort. It's such an anomaly coaching offensive line because it's like coaching a group, but individuals at the same time, they all got to work together, you know, and and I think that's just a a benefit to why I think there's such a force on the team is because they're the reason 
that we're in every game. If we can control the line of scrimmage, you have a chance. You have zero chance if you can't control the line of scrimmage. Zero. Facts. So to be able to just know that I'm going in, not worried about the trenches, yeah, we'll lose some, but we'll win more than we lose. I mean, that's when you start to see offenses that flourish and are creative and come up with different schemes and really score a lot of points is because up front, you really can't mess up. But at the skill positions, you can do really good. Local and former Notre Dame recruit who just transferred from the University of Michigan, A.J. Henning, out of the Chicago area, has committed to Pat Pat Fitzgerald and the Northwestern Wildcats. I'm shocked. I'm going to have to reach out to his people. (laughs) I don't get that one. They must have promised him he was going to get like 200 carries. Really, though? Bruh. I don't get that one. I know Illinois was interested, but Illinois does have a stable of young running backs that have been waiting behind Chase Brown for a year or two. Well, technically that means that, you know, he's going to fit. That's a good point, Left. You always talk about fit. And And I will say this. Northwestern, you can say what you want to say about Northwestern. They turn out NFL linemen. Yes, they do. They turn out NFL linemen. So the offensive line is a solid group to run behind most years. And if he's looking to get to the next level. He got opportunity. He's going to be in the ball game. He he definitely chose himself over uh, winning games. He knows there's no way he's winning a Big Ten championship or a national <laughs> championship at all. DB Do you think schools like that are selling that idea? Are you I'm think sure. Purdue and Northwestern are selling the idea of being a champ- national championship program? NIL was probably part of it. Uh, they do have a new stadium. Coming, I think next year it will be operational. It is right off the lake. The location is fantastic. Look, it only seats, if I'm not mistaken, left, it's the smallest stadium in the Big Ten. It only seats like 49,000 or something like that. But it is like state of the art right off of the lake up there in Evanston, and it's aesthetically just beautiful. The CPLs are supposed to be top-notch. I don't know what else there is to sell. Evanston is a, man, Northwestern is a beautiful campus. It sits as a, as a, as a, yeah, it sits right on Lake Michigan, like right on Lake Michigan. So like in the summertime, it's beautiful. The practice facility has a glass window looking out over the lake. It's, it's absolutely, it's beautiful. It's stunning. Evanston is one of the best cities to live in in the country. I think it's like in the top 25 or something like that. So Everson is wonderful. If you can find a way to win games, 
you can attract kids to Evanston. I think Gary Barnett proved that. Coach Walker proved that. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald proved that for a while early yep. on. Oh. They just haven't been able to do it. It's Man, that's a fantastic. Look, ask all the Chicago kids that traveled up to Northwestern over the summer for parties on Northwestern's campus. They will tell you. Northwestern is real, real sneaky. DBZ says, uh, early nomination, put AD on the petty train for using a wheelchair. Question from Rob Tidoff, Sean and Malik, if Aldrich was on the 1992 team instead of Jerome Bettis, what type of year does he have? Man, Jerome Bettis is a Hall of Famer, man. Like, yeah. I don't even want to do that to Aldrich. It's unfair. It's unfair. The guy's a Hall of Famer. And Bobby V, thank you for the super chat. I take estimate to the Raiders. We already have Jerry Tillery, Alex Bars, and Big Mike Mayer. They do have all of the Notre Dame players stacked up out there at the Raiders. There's another team that loves Notre Dame players. Um, the Chargers. The Chargers, yeah, hell yeah. Right. They draft a lot of Notre Dame players. The Dolphins draft a lot of Notre Dame players. Lions. Josh Lug signed with the Bears as a free agent. The Bears signed a lot of Notre Dame players. The Lions signed a lot of players. Yeah, the Bears have a lot of Notre Dame players this year. I think like four or five. 49ers signed a couple, Sheldon and Mike. Yeah. Sheldon, Mike, yeah. Don't they have uh they have Sheldon, Mike, and uh Oh, the right guard that played at uh, Notre Dame. Oh, um, yes. Um, uh, Hank. Uh, Chris. Uh, uh, why are we drawing? Banks. Aaron Banks. Yes, Aaron Banks. Yes. Yeah. Here's a question for you, Lev. Doma got 88. Also, guys, is there anything MB can do from keeping opposing teams fans from taking over the state? No. What did you say the other day? Notre Dame has chosen to not win championships. Uh, the administration. They use the name free will. They say free will. Yes. It has been the free will of Notre Dame not to win championships. Don't let them fool you. Not, not no obstacle. No. The only obstacle is the freedom of choice. Because <laughs> it's an enigma that they not winning. Yeah. You got the most resources, the most money, the most, the biggest brand. You're always upgrading everything. Always on the up and up. You got some of the hottest and best coaches in the country right now. New TV deal, new apparel deal down the pipe real soon. Man. What is it? You have the schedule to make it every year. They can't force you to be in a conference. You can play whoever you want. I mean, what? You don't have a problem with alumni donating. 
like Alabama and all their championships and, and they got to beg. We don't have to beg because we already got it. So it is literally an enigma and a choice for us not to win no championship. It's a choice. And I'm not saying like everybody has a choice, but this is a literal decision that we made not to do, in my opinion. Like we had two options on the table, win championship or be like this. I think we chose the other one. It was said best in the email, the, the infamous email from months ago. Man, infamous. We have, we have no sense. interest. We have no interest in matching the expenditures <laughs> of others at the top of college football. Not only that, he listed the 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 goals of Notre Dame and national championship was like fourth. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like he had to add that one in just just to say we were thinking about that too. Like that was that's not on the agenda. At least on the three most important things, it's the fourth. <laughs> we gotta we gotta be a good steward first and foremost. Have to. We acting like everybody else. That's the second thing. We're going to make this bread regardless, doing it our way, answering to nobody. And then we're going to win a championship. <laughs> Once I read that, I said, oh, yeah, we're we not, we not in for one unless we have divine inspiration for Marcus Freeman and the team. Yeah. And Marcus Freeman is still out there fighting the good fight, boy. It's a good fight because he, he knows. Is, man, he is on that recruiting trail with the rest of this staff. They are, man, they have doubled down in this 24 class. They have not backed off of going after five stars and impact players. Because <laughs> you got to think, you just imagine, you work all that hard, fly out all that those places to go get this five star, and then you turn around and they be like, he can't get in. Yeah. That's when he starts visiting golf courses. Yeah. <laughs> he done did all this traveling, all this mama's cooking, done talked to every coach and parent. You get to the end, you call Notre Dame. You, hey, I got this kid. He's going to be great for he go championship level. We got him. No, we don't want him. Try again. That's a, that's a, deafening, that's a deafening thing to be going through. On the defensive side of the ball, bro. Difference makers on the defensive line. We've been waiting for a difference maker on that defensive line. Riley Mills, Javante Jean Baptiste, Jason Onye, 
George Botello. You see one this year? Not a superstar. Oh. I see a bunch of guys that can be productive, but I don't know. I don't I don't think we have one. But as a group, I think we got us. We got something special. Okay. Okay. I mean, you know, Jason Onyes are are leading out of the pack, and he's a wild card. Nobody was expecting Jason Onyes to be the best going into the year after Foskey. Yeah, so, that's true. So it's like, oh, if that's the case, then I know we don't got no just bona fide guys, you know. But that's not to say they won't come into that realization or be like that at the end of the day because they haven't played yet. However, the team knows who's going to be a star before the season comes. Facts. I think Jameis Sneed is going to be a difference maker this year. I think he's going to cause havoc. Jalen Sneed moves the needle. I'm going to say something. J.D. Bertrand needs to be a difference maker this year. He's not. And I'm not saying athletically. Dude, you know way too much. Not to have those boys in the right spot. Not to have people in the right spot and not to be able to make impact plays. You should be the most consistent player. I didn't say the best. I didn't say making the most flash plays. J.D. Bertrand should be the most consistent player on that defense. To me, J.D. Bertrand should be the player that shows up in the moments that are biggest in the game because you're the vet that that's your job. You don't yes. got to make all the plays throughout the game, but no. when that fourth quarter comes and the game is tight, J.D. Bertrand's name need to be in those sentences uh-huh. on how we got through it. Now, that could be maybe a communication thing where you picked up from somebody that lacked off yeah. or you, you beat the guy to the spot because your, your, your knowledge of it and experience in the game is so deep and you've been playing in so many big moments that you just know what to do. Or you make the game-saving tackle that stops them from getting the first down. Those are the type of plays that need to be made by J.D. You don't got to make the biggest hit of the game like a Jalen Sneed. You don't got to make the one-handed grab that you done ESPN top 10 like a Braden Lindsey. But in the fourth quarter, we need to look at that stat sheet and be like, damn, you had 10 tackles and and, and a couple forced fumbles in in the fourth quarter when it mattered. So J.D. and Mares, too, if they can become players that matter and are relevant when the game is tough in the fourth quarter, that would be a successful season for me, for them. Interesting question for you, even though it's not Friday for the culture. This is something Malik and I have talked about extensively. (laughs) Have you heard some of the A.I. Drake songs? Yo, it's scary. Like some of these A.I. songs that have been put out, It's like, I don't I like it. it is, you know, how do we know they haven't been doing this all the time? That is 
That is crazy. Because before, quote unquote, AI, there's writers. Right. In groups of them. Well, I mean, that's, that's, the, right. that's what the reference tape is, right? Yeah. large majority of your songs start with a reference tape with the song being done by a totally different artist. Totally different person. Or a person that's not even an artist. They're just a writer. Yeah. I heard the one with Big rap, uh, Rapid Nazi song. And I yeah. was like, yo, that's crazy. Now, yeah. AI, what makes that crazy, they can make it sound like it's a dead or alive person. <laughs> The bars and stuff, I mean, you know, the bars are basic. Right. It's the, it can, if it turned on your radio and you didn't know AI existed, it damn near sound like the man. Yeah. That's the scary part. Writing, like the style and things, oh, he would have said that, that's subjective to me. I don't really buy into that aspect because it's, it's synthetic, you know. They're going off of matching patterns. Yeah. That's not authentic writing to me. So I would never look at the AI thing and be like, oh, Drake needs to take bars from them or Drake needs. That's just like matching words and things that sound, you know, that's just a language thing. It's not, I don't think that that's authentically better than him writing the song. But when they start putting in the, the, the stuff and start like Kanye singing all these different songs and stuff in his voice. That's something I'm like, man. <laughs> I only can FaceTime now. <laughs> I, don't so even wanna, I don't even want to take regular phone calls no more. As we get ready to close, we thank everybody for tuning in today. I venture to say you're going to say number two or two when I ask how many difference makers are in the secondary. I would say three. I would say Xavier Watts, Cam. Okay. I think uh, Xavier Watts is big enough to last the whole season. Like Kyle Hamilton is biggest is is pretty big. Like you know, as a person, I saw him in the spring. And I'm like, damn, you kind of. <laughs> Like I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't get it for real. I'm like, you way bigger than I, than you look on TV. <laughs> so, I do think size. Like, I, okay, so perfect example. We got a kid that's 15 years old. He's six six, semi athletic. You know, he plays tight end for us, but he's getting these giant offers. He just got USC yesterday. He got Colorado, not Nevada, Utah. I mean, but he's 15. He's fresh. Uh-huh. But I know what they're thinking. They're like, man, a 6'6 six, six outside linebacker at 15, that's semi-coordinated, he's going to be a beast. Yo. In real life? Yo. He can't really block that well. He, you know, he's he, he got to get the plays together, but. I know what the the potential alone. Yeah, if we could just get them to be we, coordinated. Yeah, in in the jersey, he might be something special. Yeah. So it goes back to saying that sometimes, like for while I'm, as I'm relating it to Xavier Watts, 
he has the size and presence at that position to where I know that you're gonna be good. Yeah. And that plays are gonna be made because you're not no little dude. You got the right aggressiveness. Uh-huh. And you got talent. So if, if that if they just coach that up the right way and your coaches are worth a damn, you're gonna be an impact player. Because you got the the size matters first. Like Kyle Hamilton is, is big. I didn't know he was like maybe was, I didn't know he was as long as he was from a stature, but he's gotta be like six three, six four or some shit like that. Yeah. Iris Burdens, 84, you said it best. X has to be a dude this year for that defense left. So you went one above. I said two, you said three. Yeah, we counted. So we counted four offensively. And then we counted four defensively. Difference makers. Yeah. That should be enough. Lilo, he is a GA. He's a GA. They don't have enough another uh, staff assistant position available at this point. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Shout out to everybody for joining us today. Man, great show. We talked Notre Dame, a pair of bill, TV bill, the options, and then we got into the difference makers on both sides of the ball for the Notre Dame fighting Irish going into the fall. And Left even talked about how the offense with Tyler Buckner being gone is going to be formed around Sam Hartman. Great show. Always make sure you spin it different. Left, there's some things being said out there about my boy AD. <laughs> you know what comment is. He's been getting that thing. He's been getting talked about for the longest. It's just in LA, it's, it's even more. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic? Petty Junction. Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day, brought to you by Adora Whiskey, AdoraWhiskey.com, and Premium American Whiskey, AdoraWhiskey.com. Our girl, D. Beasy, has already nominated A.D. for the Petty Train. Uh, I want to nominate Selena Gomez mm. for the Petty Train. Oh, and, oh and I might, I might be on my high horse here. Now, what did uh, she do? She was a uh, her yeah, Hollywood uh, co-star. Gifted her a new kidney after her battle with lupus, I believe, left. Mm-hmm. And they are no longer friends because reports say she's an alcoholic. That, that she's an alcoholic <laughs> after receiving a new kidney. 
So this really is a bigger question because it's like if you give to someone their kidney, would you be upset if they misused the gift, the kidney that you gave them? Yeah, yeah, you should. You shouldn't be friends with them. That's the, that's the definition of using somebody that that you call your friend, bro. I'ma grab your kidney and then just misuse it. Cause you can do bad by yourself. That's the only reason why it's just such a I like I feel it. Like you can't be your friend. How you gonna be your friend? Because <laughs> now you just gotta give me your social security next. Cause if you can be a friend enough to somebody oh, that you know, isn't that what Adam did? Gave his rib for Eve. The girl gave her own kidney. Poor friend. Mm. Friend turn around. That's crazy. Blacked out drunk. <laughs> you like, man, what the hell? Because you put your life at risk. Literally. When I mean, you didn't have to do that. So that means that tells me she don't care about her friend. And that hurts. That's why she can't be your friend. You don't care about me, bro. Just like what Davis brother told Davis in power. You can't always be the smartest day. <laughs> I said it just so I can live on the fact that I helped your life out. Now you about to go to jail and I was sitting in jail for no reason. Yeah, dude, I gotta crash out and kill Sachs. Hey, they made that man crash out of jail. Shame on you, Davis. <laughs> like, I'm like Davis' brother, man. Don't how you gonna go back? He went, he lost his life to save yours. And you gonna go to jail, Davis? Yo, all I know is <laughs> I understand. Selena Gomez, look. Because what do you say? If you Selena, what you saying, Sean? There's nothing you can say. <laughs> There's nothing you can say, bro. What's that phone call like? Um, so you so you drunk, huh? She just would be like, man, you know how I am. I'm an alcoholic, but I don't like her. And then <laughs> Shaq, Charles Barkley, Jay Williams, everybody that's making light of my boy AD. <laughs> man, look. I don't play when it comes to head injuries. And I look, I get it. The wheelchair thing is funny. It's funny. But well, come on, man. <laughs> Y'all went a little bit too far on national TV. <laughs> Relax on oh my guy, man. Relax on oh my guy. Well, Aaron Rodgers against your boy, the best quarterback in the NFL. For the Buffalo Bills, Monday Night Football Week One left. And you liking that? I'm not that interested in the game. <laughs> you interested in opening night Thursday? The Lions against the Chiefs. 
Word. They trying to build them lions up to be y'all rival again. The lions they, are about to get spanked on opening night, bro. They said the season is going to be even spicier because the the lions and the bears in that division is going crazy. Week seventeen, Chiefs against the Bengals once again. They always do it right when playoff time. Yeah, so that back to back matchup. Come on now. I know what the NFL, the NFL needs scheduling to talk to me, man. I'll tell you how to get some controversy. Oh, everybody talk about the Lions on the up. They got to prove me, bro. They got it. They on the up like Chicago, though. They on the up for sure. Oh, bro. They got Amon Ross St. Brown. The Lions were on the up. They were on the up when they had Barry and Herman Moore. They were on the up when they had Megatron. They were on the up when they had Matthew Stafford. You know how many times I heard the Lions were on the up, bro? (laughs) After one year, I ain't trying to hear that. I'm going to try to hear that. That's fair. Don't try to hear that. They don't know up to where. Up to where. The quarterback is still Jared Goff. Their quarterback is still Jared Goff. He played the Super Bowl. He did play in the Super Bowl. That's right. He did. I'll give him that. So I did. You know, the Lions might make it tough for y'all now in that new state. Hey, man, the Lions are going to have to prove it to me, bro. (laughs) You got to prove it to me. I don't want to hear that. Y'all had a good season. Your defense stank. It was terrible. Let's see if you make it better. I will say this, though. The wide receiver core. You add Jameer Gibbs. And they got David Montgomery as a veteran. We'll see, left. I just don't trust their defense. Mm, that's true. But they got my dog James Houston. Shout out James Houston, man. When uh, I think he went undrafted, ended up making the team, and then becoming a big time player across from Aiden Hutchinson. Sorry, ass. I hate Aiden. Anyway, <laughs> petty train, petty train. Everybody in the Titans' general managing staff, the front office, the building. That and even the journalists and reporters somehow Malik Willis, a first Ooh. round pick, Ooh. is the odd man out. How is that possible? How is a first round pick the or oh, he went first round? What'd he go? Second round? He went one of them rounds. How is that the odd man out? When the guy got drafted because the guy that he was drafted for was on his way out. The guy that you're saying is almost out of here and the odd man out hasn't even played. Hmm. How is that possible? How are you the odd man out to a guy that hasn't even taken a snap yet? That was a tough situation last year. So they put that. I felt like what they did to Malik Willis in that Chiefs game was he wasn't what ready. Doing to him now is he evil. wasn't ready. He wasn't ready to play, and that's on you. You drafted him. He wasn't ready to play. You put him out there on national TV against the Chiefs. Who won the Super Bowl that year? It's a shame on you. 
I forget who it was, Eric Crawford. Uh, what do you say? I don't know that Bears fans can criticize how many times the Bears fans can talk about the Lions. Are you, man? Look, <laughs> fans can stick their chest out because we've been to the Super Bowl and have a Super Bowl in the last 40 years. What do the Lions have? You know, we've won one and been to one. The yeah. Lions have nothing, uh, nada, zero, trash, <laughs> nothing. Nothing. So you talk about the Lions being on the up? Man. Okay. All right. Hey, even Mac Nagy got to the playoffs his first year with Mr. Trubisky. Uh, I'm just Bears. saying. I'm just saying. The Bears got to the playoffs Why with Mr. Bisky. It's crazy in the chat because that, that's the conversation that hadn't happened since, what, 2008? Dude. Now, see, the Vikings, Jay Henry, I disagree. The Vikings are very – they're every other year. Every other year, the Vikings have a good team. They just can't stack years. The Vikings have been consistently good every other year. I'll give them that. They've been the biggest challenges to the Packers, who have dom- dominated the NFC North. I actually well, I think know. You- I don't know. The Lions did those last two seasons make it hard for the Packers this last because they yeah. beat Aaron Rodgers and, and knocked him out the playoffs this last year. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But the Vikings, every other year they jump up and give you 11 wins, 10 wins, you know. So I would venture to say the Vikings have been the second most consistent team in the conference or the division. The Bears have been third. The Lions are bringing up that caboose. Easily. Easily. They drop a little bit, though. I, guess maybe I really, let me tell you something, man. I really believe that Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love are going to surprise a lot of people this year. What does surprise mean? They play in a horrible division. That's number one. (laughs) They play in a horrible division. And I think there are a lot of things that LaFleur wanted to do offensively. They've talked about this, and I've heard this from a lot of guys that have been around. It's a lot of motion and things that Matt LaFleur uses in his offense or likes to use in his offense. That's right. That Aaron Rodgers didn't like. Like Aaron Rodgers doesn't like pre-snap motion. Yeah, but that's that's Matt LaFleur coming from, uh, you know, that Kyle Shanahan. And what's we'll he Closely related system to that, which you know, for a guy like Jordan Love, first year start, that's a great offense to be. Which in. I think is going to be a more play action run game that's going to be helpful to Jordan Love, and I think he's going to be okay if the Packers defense can return to form. Yes, because they had a down year last year. If that Packers defense can return to form and they can run the ball, you know, they have two really good running backs. The Packers, they should be okay. And their offensive line is supposed to be healthy for the first time in a long time. That's right. All the guys are supposed to be back. So we'll see. We'll see, man. I just, man, I don't want to hear anything about the Lions, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you would swear they made the playoffs. 
Yeah. How they act. Where they no, at? More trash, no more trash bags they wearing over there, though. Like, man, we almost made the playoffs. We on the come. No, nah, man. No. Make the playoffs first. Then we can talk about it. Other than that, yo, John Massey, hey, the, the process has a chance to take a step forward tonight. If they close the Celtics out, you tip your cap to Joel Embiid and James Harden, man. No, nah, because James definitely needed this one. Man, Oof. he's about to. I know James Harden is about to get paid. I know that. Paid what? Not more than he would have got at Houston. Look, he's about to get that max though. He's about really? to the, Yeah, he's about to get that two hundred mil. Oh, for oh, sure. Oh, they gonna do that? Yeah, for sure. You gotta give it to him. No, you don't, because they got Tyrese Maxey. You no, already no, got no, no, no. I'm talking about somebody in the league. Oh, you think he's he going to give it to him? He's he going. He's going wherever the money is. What are you talking about? He's a free agent. <laughs> he's not going to wherever the money is, man. Because if he did, he would have never went to Brooklyn. Hey, I'm just telling you, last contract. Don't short yourself, bro. Well, shoot, if he if he go all the way and they win or something and go to the finals, hell yeah, they're gonna pay for it. Man, got to see you guys tomorrow. Another Culture Friday, right here, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Have a great day. Most of all, make sure you spin it different.